The following is a fourth-hand production. On the south edge of Chicago's magnificent mile, Michigan Avenue, sits the historic Congress Hotel. Originally known for its opulence, it hosted national leaders and foreign dignitaries alike. But since its doors opened over a century ago, it's been known for something much more sinister. It's hauntings. Chicago is exciting! From tales of trapped construction workers, to the elevator shafts that allegedly claimed so many lives, to the shocking number of suicides, the Congress is said to have seen its unfair share of death. Do ghouls now lurk in the hallways as guests sleep? Chicago is fun! Time to put our money where our mouth is and take this show on the road. We'll see for ourselves if the Congress is truly haunted or if it's just another urban legend to help sell ghost hunting kits. We go ghostbusting next on Hysteria 51. Chicago is something you've just got to see for yourself. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Hysteria. You can't handle the truth. 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 Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. Here. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that doesn't stay at haunted hotels often. But when we do, they're only the nicest haunted hotels. This is Hysteria 51. What are you doing in a place like this? What are you talking about? place like what? place like this. Swimming pool, jacuzzi. What are you talking about? I'm spoiling myself rotten. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I'm your host, John Goforth. Ooh, I love when you talk dirty. Get your mad ass in this pool with me. Alongside is my co-host, Mr. Brent Victor Maitland Hand. Tell Victor that Ramon... The fella he met about a week ago, tell him that um, Ramon went to the clinic today and I found out that I have um, Simplex 10. And I think Victor should go check himself out with his physician to make sure everything is fine before things start falling off on the man. <laughs> Thanks, John. I'm not sure exactly what that had. What the hell? Um, um, Br- Brent, since when did the studio have two foot thick metal blast doors? It didn't. I've never seen these before. Conspiracy bot. What the hell's going on, dude? What did you do? I'll tell you what is going on. I heard you idiots were taking this show on the road and no one invited me. You did this last time and the show sucked. You brought your stupid wives. Well, not this time. I'm going or no one is going. All right. The fact that you want to come and investigate the Congress Hotel is one thing. The fact that you installed fucking blast doors on the studio is another. How the hell did you pull this off? I know a guy. I got them at a price. That's not even an answer, you fucking bag of bolts. That's it. I, I'm taking the American Expressway. No more Amazon. No more Elvis B-sides. No more toasters. Nothing. Oh, Brent. Look what you did, the poor little guy. How about this? Seabot, if we take you with us tonight, will you open the doors and promise to be a bit more responsible with Brent's Amex? Yes, I promise. Thank you, John. And Brent, are you cool with that? (laughs) I I, I guess, but I'm not taking responsibility for anything that asshole does in downtown Chicago. This city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, Mr. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. (laughs) (laughs) He even said hysteria. Hysteria. (laughs) This is true. I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, he won't he won't be the fifth weirdest thing running around downtown Chicago on Saturday night. Choose his form. <laughs> the traveler has arrived. True that. John, don't forget, we have a guest tonight. And I wouldn't say um I wouldn't say special guest, but we got a guest. Pepper Hecker. Oh. 
His name is Pecker. That's right. Joe, you're joining us on our investigation. Are you pumped? Oh, so pumped. So pumped. In fact, I actually just got back from Jerusalem, <clears throat> brought some holy water, holy soil, uh, and a piece of the true cross for us, uh, just in case things get hairy. Now, I know this sounds like a line. The true cross part is a line because yeah, know. it's not. That's not. <laughs> but he actually brought us from straight up Jerusalem a box with holy water, a cross, crucifix. I mean, all this shit. It's real, and it goes with the tainted soil that I got from Josh Heard from Ectoplasm <laughs> Show. We're just gonna let him fight it out. Yes. So we we are prepared in case things go weird. Uh, and Brent, you have all the equipment ready? You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. I blame myself. So do I. Well, no sense worrying about it now. Why worry? Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go as far to say that, but I do have a, uh, I don't know, a, a webcam or two. <laughs> quite the same level but i mean yeah. i think i guess the closest thing to an unlicensed unlicensed nuclear accelerator would be cbot that or the mm. uh glow in the dark ouija board that i bought for us to play with i mean one, one of two yeah. is more yeah, dangerous yeah. now does it glow in the dark <clears throat> the way that like stuff when we were kids glows in the dark or does it glow in the dark because of the the demons that are that it, are working all it says well, is there's only one some, way to find out it says it's powered by blood so Perfect. yeah I wonder if holy water will work. I mean, I mean, I don't want to bleed. I'm sure you guys don't. I wonder if motor oil will work. Hmm. Good question. Otherwise, we're going to have to find somebody in the lobby of uh, the hotel. No worries. I can get you blood. I'll have you blood by nine o'clock. <laughs> Let's get it going, fellas. I'm ready to blow this popsicle stand. All right. So like we said, we're talking the Congress Hotel. It's our second foray into to going to a, a local establishment that's quote unquote haunted. The last time, dear listeners, if you remember, didn't go that great. John and I went to the... With our lovely wives. Yeah. Our Resurrection Mary went to the, the cemetery where she's buried to see the gates that she'd melted with her hands. And they just and they cut them out them. and replaced them. Then we went to go to the ballroom where she would take people to and have them drop her off. And it burned down. It, like the week before we got there. So if that's not being a, born under a bad side, I don't know what is. But we did see a nice chicken fighting uh, tournament ring across the street from there. So oh, that was perfect. Fun. And we ate at, uh, what, what the hell was the place you took us? The Steak and Egger? Steak and Egger. Damn right. John oh, Steak and Egger is fantastic. Oh, John's looking up the Yelp reviews. I'm like, I don't, I, that's not worth it. Yeah, that's not what you're going to want to do with that place. <laughs> it was awful. But it's, oh, I disagree. Oh, it's fantastic. Is that, he had a side of bacon, and that's all they had, and him and his wife shared it, and that's all they ordered. Oh, my that's God. true. We had French fries. I ordered like 10 things when I discovered that Damn place right, you're Pilsen. supposed to. You're supposed to. Now let's hope that the Congress isn't burning down as we speak. So the Congress is talking. Excuse me. I did not order this side of hair. <laughs> well, that's complimentary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they looked at you, knew you wanted it. Yeah, compliments of the chef. Prove it's not from you. It's at any blonde. time, at any time, while you're enjoying your side of hair and gravy, uh, there's video mm. gaming uh, to be enjoyed. Ooh, yes. I, I, the one in in the city doesn't have that. Oh man, every every place around here either has video gaming or is next to a place named after a 1940s housewife that has video game yeah, like Dotties, Dotties. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you know Sandras, you know DDs. They're all over the fucking place, and I don't know why. Is is that the go-to the naming uh, uh, target demographic i guess i don't know so we're talking congress hotel or the congress plaza uh, hopefully you've heard of it if you haven't it's it's a famous hotel outside of just chicago but it is considered the most haunted spot in chicago if not illinois itself and one of the most haunted places in the country and it's got a little illustrious career because it was built back in 1893 for something called the World's Fair. Ever we, heard of that? We've talked about that on this show. Yeah, don't you mm. make you think a little H.H. H. Holmes? No. In fact, it's said that he would meet Who it people. turns out is not, in fact, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> no matter what they tell you on the History yeah. Channel. Uh, horse <laughs> shit is, is what. Uh, Jeff Mudgett is still shaking the proverbial corpse of his ancestor, trying to get every penny he can out of that. So, oh, did you hear they actually uh, released th that they got into the into the coffin? Uh, yeah, and it's and it's really it really is him. him. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't escape. <laughs> and he said he no, he said he didn't trust the scientists that got in there. <laughs> of course not, because. <laughs> 
you know, you're doing all this for television and everything. Why would you, you know, pick someone that you, you would trust? Keep it going for next season. What a fucking tool bag. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I don't think you are sorry. No, I'm not. But whenever, <laughs> whenever I think that we was talk, disingenuous. Whenever I talk mudged online, people get all bent out of shape. You know, it's crazy how how like people want him to be fucking right. And, uh, you know, I want a solid gold shitter, but it's not in the cards. You know, it's just not the way it fucking works. Well, I mean, I guess it could be. No. If you, if you, you should put you your should, mind to it. Believe myself. We're going tonight to this place. It's 11 stories and it has 871 guest rooms and suites taking up 1 million square feet. So, 1 million square feet. So it's roughly <laughs> the size of most of the palaces for the people in the Middle East. <laughs> you ever see their fucking places they live in? These giant fucking, um, I mean, they look like hotels for the, the dignitaries and oh, the yeah, princes where, and shit. Where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> when, when you have a couple thousand square feet? <laughs> well, you're, you're in it right now. So, yeah. <laughs> and we're in it until he decides to open up the blast doors. So we might be in here for no, a while. No so this place is, it's entertained presidents, celebrities, royalty. They've all stay there, but his history's checkered with an abnormal amount of suicides and deaths, as well as stories of ghosts and hauntings that make up the legend of the Congress Hotel. And when I say an abnormal amount, a lot of people have died in this place. Yeah, I was just going to ask, what's a normal amount of <laughs> suicides well, for a hotel? There, has to, there would be a normal amount. Is there an industry standard? There is for like flights. <laughs> how many like people die on flights per year and I mean, shit like that? Think, yeah. when, when, you're, when you're a hotel that's been around for well over a century, there there has to, a certain amount of people are going to die inside your walls, right? Yeah. That's just going yeah, to happen. Tonight. <laughs> a certain amount of- I, mean, I hope the number doesn't go up this evening <laughs> <laughs> so it's constantly referred to as the most haunted place in chicago and one of the most haunted places in the country and that's saying something about chicago with the countless serial killers they've had the great chicago fire the homicidal robots <laughs> so many other everywhere. reportedly haunted places dying the map well done congress present company excluded of course seabot that's a given yeah exactly some people reported poltergeist activity, shadow people, and sightings of full-bodied apparitions, including that of Al Capone and Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> that guy looks just like Teddy Roosevelt. He's a rough rider. So, Joe, I hope you got your autograph papers ready because, you know. You're... You know I do. Now, J.P. Doyle said, well, you never know how you're going to react when you see a, a ghost if you really see one. I think I know how Joe's going to react. Oh, hello. Hi, sir. I'm just going to be like, hey, just, dude, how'd you get in here? Hey, try to shake his hand. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to offer him a drink. Do you care for a beverage? I hope to God. But he's going to do it. He's going to do it maliciously. Like, ah, see, see, look how it's just pouring through you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you idiot. You can't even drink. The Congress also has a crazy number of rooms which have been permanently closed off to the public due to paranormal activity. And the owners has gone as so far as to wallpaper over some of the rooms so you don't even know they're there just because too many people want to leave. They want their money back or people say that they've heard scream we should bring your stud finder well, there's also there's also rooms <laughs> where you like found that are bolted from the outside with like padlocks and stuff so I've that people the can't get into thing. it yeah yeah because too many too many looky loos yeah the room that we're in right now originally I said, or can't get out Thank you, like Seabot. Where the hell were you? <laughs> Sorry, trying to figure out how to open these doors. Trying to. No worries. Just keep going. <laughs> Doesn't do. Do we so, not have an R two D two around here? So you know we uh, we screw that guy. <laughs> so you guys know that this room that we have our studio in was was here, just not finished. The door locked from the outside with a padlock, and it still had the bolt and everything on it when we moved in. And Lisa's like, oh, you know, that's normal. I'm like, that's not normal. <laughs> that's not. Well, like, you could keep valuables. And they're like, yeah, like your fucking kid. <laughs> like, like, you think it's a nar-nar you're scared of or something? No, that's where they keep That's where they keep the metal boxes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the people that, that find people, fall upon them, slaughter them and eat them. Seems they escaped from the metal boxes, the army kept them in found this family in the woods fell upon them slaughtered them and ate them. <laughs> thank, you. thank you dan Aykroyd. Uh, did you think it was weird when the wall started bleeding no i mean that's that usually follows me wherever i go so i'm, not, <laughs> I'm less worried about that 
be oh, more worried if they hadn't bled. So I tell you what, I did take it off the door so that no one could actually lock me in here when I'm here. Dumb white people. It's like Eddie Murphy said. The location also serves as inspiration for Stephen King's short story, 1408, which later became a movie. John Cusack vehicle. Uh, that's right. Who's, who's a Chicago uh, native? Yeah, it's all coming full sense. circle. Full circle. So 1408 is a story of a hotel room notorious for a number of suicides, which have occurred there. However, the real murders and suicides that take place in the Congress Hotel are far more disturbing. Ooh. Ooh. How do you like that That's... for foreshadowing? Mm. Or for mm. shadow foreshadow peopling? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. This, this show is off the rails. It's just off the rails. We're talking the, the tragedies, mysteries, and deaths that happen in the hotel. And spoiler alert, lots of fucking poisonings happen in this place. I guess that was the... Uh, modus operandi of a lot of people that wanted to kill people in the early 1900s so in other words when we go there tonight i need to bring my own beer you know joe brought holy water <laughs> yeah. hey, take a swig of that take don't worry about it <laughs> so I, I also noticed that you said you wouldn't carry it in your bag yeah that's right so here's a list of some of the the bigger there are a lot more than what we're going to tell you but these are some of the the bigger incidents that happened so 1900, Captain Lou Albano. Albano. One wants to think. <laughs> I'm glad you guys did it because I was going Zing. there. So Captain Lou Ostium, <laughs> a Spanish-American war veteran, was staying at the hotel when he committed suicide by self-inflicted gunshot wound, and his death was eventually ruled a suicide. So allegedly, he took his own life on a Sunday morning immediately after waking from a nightmare. But the kicker is that's one hell of a nightmare. His family and friends who have no possible motive, and he was reported to have just to have been in good spirits. And in fact, the day before he got married. Wait, wait. So question: what, What's he doing alone in a hotel the exactly. day after his wedding? But it was que- a different time. Question: Question: If he shot himself after awaking. How do we know he had a nightmare? We know because he had been suffering from severe insomnia and night terrors and is theorizing he must have awoke from one of the vivid and violent dreams, then shot himself without knowing what he was doing. Theorized. So we don't know. Well, and also the day before he purchased the revolver he used to take his own life. We never know when they find people that have committed suicide, but you know, you can put two and two together. Then you got the South Tower of the hotel, which was built between 1902 and 1907. And it's rumored that a worker was trapped and died behind the walls during construction. So that's fun. Death followed him wherever he went. Then, though, and, and, you know, I mean, you, you've got to just keep building. What are you supposed to do? Stop and take someone out of the wall? Well, it's like when you're, when you're behind drywall. I mean, drywall isn't, is, is so difficult to actually, like, have you guys ever done drywall? It's always breaking and cracking. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I mean, you just get out. I'll do like, this aside, isn't, this isn't I get it when they're building blocks. a fucking dam and someone falls into right. 60 feet of wet cement. They're gone, right? You know, drywall. It's yeah, like but, you can get out of there. Yeah, like it doesn't make you sense. It's like it was this guy's name Jimmy Fucking Hoffa. Like, how did he get walled in there? <laughs> the hand. Yeah, well, people is that, is that so, part? Is that the part with the hand? Yeah. So the the, the so, people so, reported seeing a mystery hand. <laughs> Sorry, Toby. We we got to keep going, man. It's lunch soon. No, I can see you guys. No, still. no, no, no. It's been it's been. Uh, <laughs> guys, it, just move this one run. No, we we just gotta we gotta keep going. Yeah, a good fuck? run. <laughs> it's over. I'll pay for the new. <laughs> So people have reported seeing a hand of mystery emerging from the wall, and it's said it said to be belonged to the doomed construction worker. However, little known fact, that was Brent's nickname in high school. Hand of mystery. This is one of the few stories about the Congress Hotel that's completely untrue. The rest of these, however, everything else. The hand of mystery was originally told as a joke, and over the years it snowballed into the legend. I mean, that's so they a can, hilarious joke. They can prove that that is bullshit. Construction of the South Tower included the addition of the Gold Room and the Florentine Rooms. And staff say the Gold Room is always found to be unlocked, no matter how many times staff has locked it. It just it doesn't stay locked. And strangely, photographs taken in front of the grand piano in this room usually come with one or more of the people missing from the photo. And awesome. that's just because they're vampires. I think that's, you know, just the way it is. Mm. Yeah, it's, you wouldn't show up anyway. It's the Gold Room. They can't go in the Silver Room. I mean, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Oh! Appliances that are completely disconnected turn on and off in a kitchen located adjacent to the gold room. So, you know, I mean, they're just trying to help. 
I'm not sure how haunting that is. More just Cuisinart. That's just inconvenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Gus and staff. I can't hear a damn thing. <laughs> Stupid blender. <laughs> Guests and staff often hear women whispering, men humming, piano music, organ music, wooden wheels rolling on a wooden floor, gunshots and screaming, all this in the Florentine room. But upon inspection, it's empty. And in this room, that's where Teddy Roosevelt made the announcement that he would leave the Republican Party, and his apparition is claimed to have been seen there several times. And women report seeing a female apparition in the ladies' restroom, in the Florentine room, and this apparition is said to sometimes follow women out of the restroom and into the hallway, going, do, 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 do you have any extra toilet paper? Well, I think I think that's just the bathroom attendant. She yeah. wants a tip because <laughs> you took her gum and mints. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then in 1904, hotel guests witnessed an elevator operator fall 70 feet to the bottom of the elevator shaft. He was killed on impact. In 1908, a frequent visitor to the Congress Hotel named Roy Gormley was in the hotel's ballroom. And Roy said to have had a spending problem and was almost bankrupt. So he offered to pay the orchestra $500 to play the Death March from Sal, a melody often played when soldiers were buried at sea. So he told them, hey, we don't know how to do it. So he hummed it for them, and they managed to figure out how to play it. Then he gave them the $500, bought the entire orchestra a round of drinks, paid the bar for a second round for them the following day, then went to his room and shot himself. (laughs) Thanks, guys. And you're laughing. I am. So he retired to his room, and then he retired. Oh. Uh, mm, mm. And now no one's laughing. Mm. See how that works? Oh, boy. Also in 1908, an attempted murder-suicide directly outside the hotel's main entrance happened. Ruby Pishzak and her husband were shot by Ruby's jealous lover, and the couple reconciled. Was it a Tuesday? Ruby Tuesday? Goodbye, Ruby. No, no, I'm not even, no. This is the best show ever. (laughs) I'm declaring it right now. It's like Jim Rome. I'm going to shuffle my papers. Racket. (laughs) Racket. This couple reconciled as they leave bleeding on the sidewalk. However, they both survived the attack, and Ruby filed for divorce soon after. That's your one to do. But you said you loved me. I thought we were dying. It seemed, it seemed right at the time. <laughs> and it was her jealous lover that shot the motherfuckers. But he shot us. Yeah, but he didn't kill us. <laughs> In the summer of 1916, a mining investor named Morse David and his wife formed a suicide pact. They're found in room 312 of the Congress Plaza Hotel, having ingested cyanide capsules. Miss Davis was still barely clinging to life and ultimately survived, and she claimed the couple had mistakenly taken the cyanide, believing they were Epsom salt. No, oh, that's all. And she was sent to St. Mary's Mission Who takes home. Epsom salt pills? It cures what ails you. It was either that or mm. cocaine, and they were out of cocaine at the time. Any law? It was 1916. Anything goes. <laughs> so <laughs> she was sent to St. Mary's Mission Home on Peoria Street in Chicago, where she attempted to jump from the third floor window, and Miss David was admitted to a psychiatric hospital afterwards. I wonder if she got the water treatment there. <laughs> well, cures what ails you. <laughs> the then in 1919, treatment. a young woman was poisoned at a party held in the Congress Plaza Hotel's Pompeian Room and narrowly survived. In the same year, an opera singer named Charlotte Calais made an unsuccessful suicide attempt by ingesting poison in her room. Like I said, man, poison, poison, poison. Is that, is that what comes on the pillow instead of chocolates? Yeah. Poison. <laughs> <laughs> or did they just have a really bad chef? Right. <laughs> and then in 1920... At least one man was poisoned and killed at the hotel by Prohibition-era moonshine. Sorry, a little strong there. <laughs> a woman named Harriet Harrison of Galesburg, Illinois, was staying in the hotel with her husband in July of 1926 when she accidentally fell six stories down the elevator shaft. What's with all these elevator shaft falls? Killed on like, impact. What's going on? They can't, they can't keep the blast doors closed? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I wonder if Conspiracy Bot, can you help them with that? Nope. <laughs> 1928, Sloganeer... G. Herb Palin, who coined the term safety first, suffered a fatal heart attack in the hotel. Then, uh, so, sloganeer, I, I need that job. That's an <laughs> awesome job title. 
It sounds like you you do something with with pistols, but really you just come up with catchy phrases. <laughs> like what do you? I come up with phrases. But That's how, not like, badass enough. How is safety first even a catchy phrase? It's just two words. <laughs> it's not even like a thing. What had happened is he saw some broad fall down an elevator shaft. <laughs> and he goes safety first. <laughs> you know what should have come first there? Safety. <laughs> During World War I and World War II, the Congress Hotel was used to house immigrants and refugees from war-torn countries. In fact, here's a story. In 39, a 43-year-old Czech-Jewish woman named Adele Langer was staying at the hotel with her two sons, and they were in the country on a six-month visa, which was about to expire. Her husband was supposed to join them, but was delayed and unreachable. And she became so anxious that her husband was going to arrive late, and they were going to be deported because the visa was going to run out that she fell into like this horrible depression on august 4th of 39 she and her children spent the day at the zoo and then they returned to their room on the 12th floor of the congress and adele threw her two sons out the window before jumping herself she died completely unaware that that very day she just hadn't gone to the front desk they'd received a letter informing her that they'd been offered permanent refuge in canada and when Mr. Langer received the news of his family that they had all died, he threatened to commit suicide himself. So that's a fun story. Do you, you, might, she- you might say they were rolling in the deep. <laughs> Whoa. Do you think she killed herself because of the prospect of living in Canada? <laughs> Blame Canada. Blame Canada. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Hey. August of 1950, the credit manager and... I don't think I got enough credit for my Adele joke there. <laughs> you got like more to go than enough. I back to it. You, you got like a, a whole issue today, don't you, John? You really want... Man, issue. I got more issues than time. <laughs> you want to get into them? <laughs> credit manager and security manager of the hotel went to the room of a 25-year-old John Raymond who had a $104 unpaid bill. Mr. Raymond told the two to wait there for a moment, then retrieved a revolver and shot the Congress Hotel's credit manager before turning the gun on himself. You got to be a really angry dude if, if you know, money's bad. You're just going to go ahead and, and take a, one step out of this world. But you're taking a motherfucker with you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you want to be paid for this bill that I obviously charged up and do owe? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm well, taking you out maybe, for it. Sir. Maybe he thought he was a ghost. I said good day. That's true. <laughs> then in 66, an attorney from Rockford, Illinois, named Frederick Hay, was found in his hotel room naked and strangled by his own shirt. His wristed feet were bound together with his socks. So that's another fun one. He, he uh, took the, the old, the, the uh, what was a the lead Kung singer. Fu, the legend continues. What was that guy? Uh, David Carradine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the autoerotic association. Yeah. What, the, the lead singer of In Excess I was just going to say, oh, really? that sounds like his death was in excess. Uh, wh- wh- oh, my God. <laughs> this guy, I'm just declaring it now. This is the last show for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime in the 70s, a woman slit her wrist in the bathtub at the hotel. Allegedly, guests who stay in this room have reported seeing her dead body lying in the tub at night. <laughs> That's not a ghost. They literally just never cleaned up the body. <laughs> no, no. I clean. <laughs> And then we got a few additional deaths reported there. Taxi driver jumped from the North Tower. Salesman threw himself down the elevator shaft. (laughs) Husband father hung himself in the cupboard hook of his own room. A homeless man was murdered in the alleyway directly behind the hotel. I mean, that's just Chicago. (laughs) And then possibly the most disturbing event to have occurred there was an impromptu exorcism. (laughs) Hotel South. Hotel staff confirms that an exorcism was at one point performed there, but they refused to reveal which room it occurred in. Fingers crossed for tonight, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, yep. man. And Al Capone and Hello, his men. Hello, welcome to the exorcism suite. <laughs> <laughs> Al Capone and his men were constantly there. A lot of them lived there, and they were, uh, as you know, upstanding citizens who were known to do nothing bad, so I'm sure nothing nefarious happened there with them. In fact... The St. Saint Valentine's Day Massacre, the guy who, who like ordered it was on the phone there, made the call. It happened. And then he went back in there and got the call like, all right, it's done. So that's fun. Wow. So what do people say that work there and stay there? Well, unsurprisingly, many of the 871 rooms in the Congress Hotel are considered haunted by the staff. And the fourth and 12th floors 
reportedly have the most activity. No deaths had occurred in room 441, but this room has been responsible for the most calls to the front desk and security by people saying that things are happen- happening. And guests report being kicked awake by a shadow woman. And I say woman because in the shadow people episode that we did, everyone, they said it was all masculine, always men. Nay, says Chicago, we're equal opportunity shadow Mm. employers. Damn straight. Yeah. Strange noises, beds shake, objects move on their own, and staff admit all these experiences in this room have been eerily similar. And then you got room 474, where the television changes channels constantly, and is believed to be haunted by the spirit of Judge who resided in the hotel until his death. And he just really liked flipping channels. Wapner. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta find Wapner. (laughs) Then room 759, the door is allegedly pulled shut from inside. Allegedly, an old man lived in there, and his kid was going to take him to a uh, nursing home, and he held the door shut trying to keep people out, and now when you go into that room, it's held shut because his ghost is trying to to stay in there. Boy, you'd think there'd be a better way to haunt people than shutting the door? That's what I'm loving about most of these stories at the Congress. It's like all the hauntings are minor inconveniences. Yeah, yeah. Channels it's like, flipping. It's like these people don't realize working. that they're dead and they're just like reliving these horrible moments over and over again. Like not having anything on television. Well, that's, <laughs> why, that's why I'm so, so adamant about trying to trick these guys. I want to really mess with them. <laughs> then the South Tower is said to only have one guest room, which is haunted, room 905. The phone in this room has not been functioning for decades. It emits, they say, a constant static. I wonder if they've tried to replace it. Uh, Every time. (laughs) It fails. Every time. It's like in Pete and Pete, the one, the phone outside town that constantly rings. This is the opposite. This never rings. (laughs) However, there's additional reports of paranormal activity in the hallways where a boy approximately 10 years old or so has been seen run up and down the hallways in knee breeches and high button-up boots. And outside the elevator on the fourth floor, people report hearing moaning. You don't say. Staff and guests say the 12th floor is by far the spookiest air in the hotel. People say that the 12th floor hallways, they experience feelings of panic and a sensation they're being watched or chased. And they say they see a six-year-old boy believed to be a spirit of Carol Langer, who was thrown out of the 12th floor window by his mother and has been spotted in the hallway on countless occasions. Like, Mom, don't throw me. That's terrible. The floor is also home to one of the many rooms that has been permanently sealed off. And staff revealed that the reason behind closing this particular room is that it was too horrible. <laughs> I, I want to own a hotel and just like random room. Like, nope, you can't get in there. Why? Ground sour. <laughs> <laughs> and then recently, room 209 was a subject of a viral video. Woman stayed in another room of the hotel, called the front desk when she heard a female screaming in room 209. And the staff was quite sure they said no one was in that room, but they sent security to investigate and security confirmed there was screaming and eventually decided in the room and inside he found no one. However, all the furniture had been turned upside down. The carpet was ripped up and the shower was running. They called the police who investigated, couldn't figure anything out. And then in 1989, Two terrified Marines fled the hotel three M in their underwear. They claimed a towering black figure came out of the closet and approached the bed. That was just the prostitute they had hired. <laughs> <laughs> you boys are in for it now. And even hotel security has witnessed one of the hotel's shadow people chasing a shadowy figure through the halls up and down to the roof. And they go out looking for him. They can't find anything. What do you guys think? What are we in for? I just want to see one of these fucking shadow people. I want tangible, hard yes. evidence. What do you think, John? We going to get that? I uh, well, we'll see. We will see that. Hey, that's why we're doing it. That's that's why we're going. Yeah, it's, uh, we don't have to sit here and and you know wax wax poetic about it. We get to go experience. Yeah, so we kind of want to wax for a little while. So we told you the story, at least of you know what's the history and mystery of the place. Now we're going to go there. We're going to try to talk to some people, go to some of the quote unquote spooky place. Hell, we might even play the elevator game. If we ever, I mean, let's play the elevator game. I like it. Seabot, how are things going over there? Almost got it. All right. I think we're, I think we'll be able to get out of here on time. So now, you know, the stories of the hotel up next after the break, you're going to hear our story of what happened to us at the Congress hotel. 
we come back with more Hysteria 51. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So (laughs) you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. (laughs) In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, they design it for long-term retention, you know, and uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to him, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. All right, so we have made our way into the Congress Hotel. Uh, first impression, John. We've made it to the room and uh, set up some stuff. We got our, our Ouija board and our sound and everything set up. What are you thinking? Oh, it's a gorgeous place. Um, By gorgeous, you mean awful. Beat the fuck. Yeah, it's uh, it's old and 
um, not worth not worth half the price we'll be paying. So our room is, and we'll, we'll we'll post a couple photos. Our room is very small. We had two queen beds. They are double at best. Uh, the ceiling is a good twelve foot tall, so it's at least a a, a, a tall ceiling. And as we're going, but it's f- bleeding. So <laughs> I thought that was that was nice. There's also a, a solid 19 inch TV, which is, oh, is no, what we we request. But it's wall mounted. Wall mounted, of course, of course, because that's what the ghosts would want. Also, when, upon walking in, one of the lampshades was tilted. Um, so I don't know if that's paranormal. <laughs> so when you walk in, it, we're in the North Tower, and it says North Tower. Even rooms only, and we're in our hallways. Only even rooms. We're in room eight twelve. There's no room eight ten. So is or that eight fourteen? Is it walled off? Is it a secret? We don't know. Or were they just bad at counting? And a, and a really good way to start out this whole journey was we went to the front desk and we're like, so like, what's the most haunted room? And the guy's like, that's all bullshit. None of that's true. There's no haunted rooms. Great. Well, this way to sell it. Exactly. <laughs> well, and also in the room, it like the lamps are on tables, almost as if someone put them there. <laughs> then I said, then I said, okay, but if there were, what floors? Well, not yours. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So can we move floors? No. no. <laughs> um, also, there's no such thing as ghosts in this place. All right, but, but if, if there, there were, were, not on your floor, the twelfth and the fourth. Yeah, damn it! <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> there are no ghosts. No, but if there were, twelfth floor and fourth floor, can we so, stay on those? Absolutely not. So we'll, we'll go up there later. I will say the glasses that we are mixing our cocktails in, uh, smallest glasses ever. I, I would say appropriate for the small hands of perhaps a certain president. <laughs> uh, Teddy Roosevelt was was drinking his, gla- exactly. his, his cocktails out That's of him. Exactly. He was riding moose and uh, and drinking some some slow gin fizz. Appropriately, I'm I'm halfway through my first first cocktail and it it kind of has that old man old glass scent to it. You ever drink out of an old glass? It starts to waft that weird odor. I don't know old man smell. It smells like Tony Danza's breath. <laughs> Uh, Brent, Mona, Brent, you were saying earlier. Samantha, earlier in the show, a lot of poison came through here. Maybe I'm just getting a residual. That might be this the 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 nom de plume of the whole thing was uh, poison. Like that was their go to. The fake name of the whole thing was poison. That's exactly what I'm getting. Thank at. you. They used to name this place Old Poison Plaza. <laughs> the the only thing. The only paranormal aspect to this place that I'm getting so far is the price. I don't get any creepy feelings so far. Nothing like that. It is very old. And not only is it old, like we're walking down the hallway, there's like tiles missing from the ceiling and shit. And this is supposed to be a swanky, nice, you know, old hotel. And they're charging a couple hundred it's, plus a night. It's old in that way that you don't want to pay for it old. Not in that old, I'm yeah. creeped out way. Yeah. <laughs> the room looks like it was put together in the 1800s. And then they updated the furniture. Not the carpet. Mid-90s. No, no. The carpet is is quite old. And there's outlets in places. They're weird. There's no like two outlets. There's an outlet, and then six feet away, there's another outlet. That's and- what's so weird. But then by the beds, there's three, and then for like another twelve feet goes by, and then there's one random one. It's similar to the doors in the hallways. Like it's there's no there's no uniformity in this place. Yeah, like, and some it's of like, the hey, doors knock a door in here, and the door handles are like eighteen hundreds, but then they have sliders for keys. But then some of them look like they have. Regular keys Keyholes. to the door. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll take some photos of a lot of these things for you guys. And the the bloody cadaver that we passed by on the seventh floor. That's just old Greg. They said that uh, he's... he's Oh, just to ignore that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. No, but so far it's been uh, interesting to say the least, I guess. But interesting in a bad way, not in a podcast-worthy way. No. And it doesn't take much to be interesting in a podcast-worthy way. I mean, we have Joe on routinely. Though I will say, as I'm... Sitting on the bed, looking into the open door into the bathroom, that it does look like there is the the hole to the attic in our bathroom. So maybe we're going to have to push and see if that thing opens oh, up, sure. and uh, definitely, and, and see what happens. So that's been our experience so far. 
nothing too great to report so far. Just got into the room. We're kind of getting unpacked. We're going to walk the halls, look around. We're going to take some photos and uh, maybe see if we can find some maintenance people. But everyone that we've talked to has not wanted to speak to us or said uh, that's bullshit and it's all it's all bullshit. So way to sell it. But we haven't found a maintenance man yet. And we all know that the great stories come from the maintenance men. So we'll keep searching. Well, that sucks. Let's see if they have better luck elsewhere in the hotel. Spoiler, they suck, so probably not. All right, so we are in the, what the hell is this called? The Congressional Suite. Oh, A.K.A. the Gymnasium. <laughs> and uh, it's, and liter- it's carpeted. It's a carpeted, uh, stinky gymnasium. It was literally used to be a suite, and they just made it into a gym. Thank God they keep it so hot in here. The whole third floor. So this is on the third floor, and it is, I didn't bring the temperature gauge. I should have. It's in the 80s. I mean, it's sweltering. It's in like, the 80s. It's uncomfortably warm. So we have reached out to other individuals as we've walked by them, hotel staff, some of the cleaning ladies. They will not talk to us about anything paranormal. They just go, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I, I've heard those rumors. We know nothing. Like, well, can you tell us where to go? No. So we decided we're going to check out. I think out. it's less mums the word and more they're annoyed with us. Yeah. And it, like, agree. and so we decided that we were going to go check out the 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 gold room and the great room and all the big fancy we, haunted places and we made our way into one of them the great hall i found a open door it looked like it was it looked like it was all shut, the halls are locked but but I, I i i shouldered my way in and and we 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 got in there and jimmied it <laughs> I, I, I no no I, I did. It wasn't like I had a butter knife and uh, and, and and a credit card. I, I just just a little, little elbow grease. I need a nice picking of avocado. I've gotten to rooms before, <laughs> so uh, it was it was dark. Um, so you're you know it's dark. It's old. You're, you're hoping it's spooky. We're walking around and we're looking for stuff, and it's just it's. Just old and crappy. It's like being in an in old like church, like fellowship hall type. Yeah, room. that kind like, of it's it, big it and it didn't have the feeling you know, sixty foot ceiling. Yeah, but other than it didn't that. have the feeling we've read in like blogs and stuff. I'm not. I'm not getting the ominous, like weird, creepy sense that people talk about. No, I just not feel at like all. We're in kind of a an old, rundown type of a hotel. And we all stood around. We got silent. Like John said, let's do this right way. We stood there. We got Absolutely. silent. We didn't hear anything. Didn't feel anything. And then all of a sudden, I felt a presence that I hadn't felt before. And it was security. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, Pardon me, sir. Uh, and it, Actually, I don't think he said sir. They know. They know that you know people are, yeah, are doing this shit. They clearly... They clearly uh, are used to people nosing around like the the security guy i think brent pointed out like he didn't try to admonish us or anything he just said guys this area is closed like you can tell they're used to this all right boys let's get moving there's a large swath of high schoolers downstairs doing something maybe there's a homecoming dance it or something like homecoming prom something and, it can't uh, be prom but they're, they're dressed they'll like keep that. security uh busy for a while okay. so let's let's we're let's gonna see what moving. we can find yep called that one one more chance and i am calling it on account of suck we are back in the room and thank god because we have the windows open it is so damn hot in this hotel it's weird you, you get these pockets where like one floor will be okay and then the next floor is literally in the upper 80s and the whole downstairs in the bar area it's just way too fucking hot well so here's what i will say about that because frankly one I think it's pretty interesting, but two, I want to make sure I talk about my recent trip to Rome and Jerusalem as often as humanly possible (laughs) with everyone. Um, It reminded me of when I went down underneath the Vatican into the necropolis for a special tour, like they keep it 88 degrees and 99% humidity down there because it's an archaeological dig. I think, and it was actually hotter in this hotel. I think it's hotter and humider <laughs> in this hotel on these floors. So I don't know if if ghosts require more humidity than dead bodies, but uh that's, well, that's if my they observation. Do, if they do, it sure as hell ain't working in this place. But But unlike unlike most ghost shows, we are not going to go 
and you see folks at home, that is proof that the Congress Hotel is haunted and we have been visited by spirits. No, that is proof that the owners of this hotel are fucking cheap and, and they, they will not maintain the correct climate. And, and just to make sure everyone's aware and, you know, me being a guest probably is the wrong person to be to be verifying this. But like we really are trying here to like yeah. find like some kind of act paranormal activity of some kind we're not coming at this skeptically just to be skeptics like we're looking for it like the the, the lights dimmed for you that actually did happen multiple times lights dimmed and got brighter at different times of like movement in the hallway but i think that's more back onto the whole place is a little cheap it could be it could be so i will say i mean we, we we've sat in dark rooms like we're we're not monkeying around with this and it's just I don't I even get say, a feeling guys, like, or anything. I don't, I don't get the feelings that people talk about in blogs I've read on, on some of the paranormal TV shows. I'm not feeling it. So let like, me say one thing. We went to the number one source to find out. We went to the bar. John, tell us about the bar. Oh, that is the number one source. If you want to get some information, I mean, we, we, we tried to talk to security, security guards. Nope. We tried to talk to clean ladies. Nope. We tried to talk to maintenance people. Nope. We tried to talk to the front desk. Nope. We headed to the bar. There you go. And guess what? Chad and Kathy served us shots. <laughs> uh, name redacted for protection of the innocent. That's very true. We'll call her Bartender X gave us well, all, Bartender kinds, a. all kinds of great stories. First story. No firsthand stories because she has had zero experiences herself, but she did tell us about uh, people she talked to that were guests here and other servers and bartenders that have had experiences. She, After telling us all the stories, she ended with, oh, and by the way, I've worked here for years. Before I was a bartender, I worked in the offices. I've been here late at night by myself, and I've never seen a damn thing. Not even the slightest feeling, and I'm terrified of ghosts. That and was the She goes, part. I am terrified of she, anything paranormal. <laughs> she goes, and I've never so much as felt an inkling of anything in this place. It was almost as though there was a little bit of like pain Regret. and anger in that. Regret. Like, I'm the one who believes in this stuff, and I've got nothing. But, but she did have a couple stories. So first story came from just a few weeks ago. Another working bartender uh, who was here this evening, but didn't have time to come over uh, for an interview. Uh, was chatting. None of us would allow them to interview them on microphone, but they said we could regale the stories if we didn't say their name. Is there, is there something like they're going to get? Tr- yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't want to say they're maybe they would get in trouble. So. It, it, maybe it's like saying Coke and Pepsi on yeah, camera. Exactly. I don't know. Sorry, go go ahead. Was chatting. Uh, uh, the other bartender was chatting with a group of people, much like us, asking about uh, the haunted history of the Congress Hotel. And the bartender said, "Quote: I don't believe in any of that shit." Mm-hmm. And as that bartender was picking up a glass, or she said, she said holding it in, he her was hand. holding, he was yeah. holding it as he said that. Regardless, it was in the hand. I don't believe in any of that shit. As the bartender said that, it cracked. <laughs> yeah, she and she prefaces that with, "Now that really did happen, but." There's easy ways to crack a glass. <laughs> like she was quick to say, like, but everyone was terrified. But glasses break all but the time. But it cracked. So then she tells a story where she was talking to some. She's talking. You know, she's talking to one of the other workers, and she's like, "I thought I saw something, and I took some pictures in the hallway. And look at this." And she said that there was a shadow figure of what appeared to be a woman, and you could see the outline of her dress, which once again goes against the whole shadow person. Uh, they're all masculine and male. This one was supposedly a female. And this was another worker who, you know, unfortunately it wasn't her. This is, again, all, all secondhand information. So then the following story uh, came from a couple that supposedly had no idea the Congress Hotel was haunted, just came here and was staying once again on the fourth floor and um, had an uneasy feeling and uh, couldn't sleep. As opposed to a peaceful, easy feeling, John, one might say? Easy like Sunday morning. Oh, okay. Well, I can tell you guys one thing. I had an uneasy feeling in this room until we figured out how to turn on the strange LED strip of lights (laughs) on the headboard of our beds. I still have an uneasy feeling, and that's because you're both staying in the room. But yeah, she's talking to these people and they come down to the front and they're like, 
they, they came down to the bar and they said, we have a very uneasy feeling. We can't sleep. What What is going on? They said that they were walking they, on the fourth floor, which they're staying in. They felt they couldn't breathe and they had a, a pressure pressing on their chest and it, they just couldn't breathe and felt really uneasy. And they said, can you breathe on the fourth floor? <laughs> Well, and then didn't she? Wasn't the the rest of the story? Didn't she say they then Googled? They then Googled like what right. was going on and saw like all the stuff about the the Congress. But I love up. the question: Can you breathe on the fourth floor? As if there's an entire floor that all of humanity just can't breathe on. Standard. It's like it's like it's like Stranger Things. The, the entire upside down is on the fourth. It floor. turns out that's just the floor that they allow you to smoke on. They're asthmatic. <laughs> <laughs> can you breathe on the fourth floor? Not only do they allow you to smoke on it, it's also one of the floors that's 88 degrees and 99% humidity. <laughs> and that was the, that's like the best we've got was, was from her. Um, but like we said, it, it's just this place, the windows are open so you can hear those sirens because otherwise we could not. Oh my God, I hear sirens. <gasps> no, nope, it's just Chicago. All right, you can probably still hear the the sirens outside, but like I said, we didn't have the fucking windows open. We would all be dead right now. But the good news is that since we so we showed up to the Congress Hotel, it had not burned down. Uh, we did get our hotel room. Fortunate. They had a room for us. It did not burn down. Uh, the 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 Great Hall was there. Is our room haunted? No. Is the floor haunted? No. Can you move it? No. <laughs> All right, great. We'll take it. Well, I don't know. I mean, the eighth floor is, is supposedly where Al Capone lived for a time and, and supposedly still haunts. Not not supposedly. He legitimately did live here. So that that is a, a truth. Or at least his, his men lived on this floor. And it looks like they have not redecorated since then. Oh, oh so you've seen a register then of Al Capone's whereabouts. I'm just kidding. In the, in, in the ghost defense, it is only a little after midnight. Uh, th- th- there are literally 13 apparitions waiting out the door. Well, they're waiting ready. outside the door. They're, ready. they're like, okay, they're almost done recording in three Two, one. Oh, but I I will add one additional thing. We did go and explore the fourth floor uh, based on all the things we've heard. And there was some activity paranormal. I don't know. Maybe the listeners can be the judge, but it smelled like farts to a degree that I don't think is humanly possible. The, the minute we got off the elevator, we there was not the, time for any of us to have farted. You know, we got off the elevator and this old woman's coming around the corner and this guy grabs her on the shoulder, which was her son or something. She goes, Oh, Oh, Oh my God. You shouldn't have done that. And I thought it was awkward. And I realized why she said that she ripped ass <laughs> and it stunk so bad. I mean, it's possible it was her. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to leave it open to the potential it was ghosts. Was it a fart smell or was it sulfur? Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, I think it was a fart smell and I think it was the ghost. And I'm frankly, I'm going to put that out there on a blog and see uh, what, what the world has see to say about stick. their stays at, at the Congress Hotel. So this has been our, our foray. I mean, into- if, we had, if we had had the EVP meter with us, who knows? So this has been our, our foray into uh, ghost hunting here. So we had our meter. It read nothing. We had our our lights that supposedly trip off ghosts. Nothing. <laughs> our interviews were shit because they won't talk to us. And once again, no feelings here. No nothing other than the place is old and dirty and crusty. So what are your closing thoughts on the Congress Hotel, John? I want my money back. Um, but the night, the night's not over yet. I'm 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 still waiting for Al Capone or yeah. If Teddy it changes, we'll, to visit. if it changes, we'll hop back on. I just can't wait to get into a double bed with one of you two beasts. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully we have to jump back on here because we found something. But uh, I'm worried that won't be the last time. I'm not crossing I'll my be fingers. Screaming! It smells like farts. Back to the studio. It is. So that brings us to the end of our tale of investigation at the congress hotel and to say that i'm uh disappointed would would probably be underselling it i was very very disappointed joe what did what did you feel i hate to do this because it goes against every fiber of my being but i echo what you said brent i agree with you weirdly (laughs) it it was it was so unfortunate and 
like the thing is we tried so hard to go like we didn't just try to get into places that you you read the stories and are supposedly haunted we got in to mm-hmm. some of them and we got into them and used you know the flashlights on our phone to get at least get our orientation but then like and and John and Brent like did a great job of, of like Hey, let's shut them off. We got to shut them off it's now. Pitch dark. Yeah. Like, let's be in pitch dark. Let's not like, like mess with anything. And we'd, we'd ask, we'd question like, are there any spirits here? Is there, is there something here? Is there something going on? And then it even came to the point where like, we started to get frustrated and it was like, I don't know. We, we read other things uh, about like, don't like things that said, don't do this. Like, I remember at one point in time, both in our room and in other places of just being like, all right, spirits, you cowards, yeah. show yourselves. What are you scared of us? Like, but, I mean, d- anything. But get- I will say this. The one thing that followed us no matter where we went and we could conjure easily. Your smell. Security. Everywhere, <laughs> yes. Everywhere yes. We, they were on to us and we were in a room and the lights are yes. off and they're immediately coming in after the first time when they caught us being like, guys, I said cowards guys. and it conjured security. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely it right. It was just, and security wasn't really forthcoming, were they, John? No. One to talk. No, I, I, the one thing I was, <laughs> the, the only good thing I was able to accomplish on this trip was getting us into that one room with my shoulder. Yep. Yeah. My my shoulder did more work than the rest of us combined. Um <laughs> pushing us into that room. Uh the I'll say this. I didn't expect a lot of interaction from uh from spirits. You know, I mean I think I think if you listen to the show, you know that I wouldn't have expected that. However, I was really interested to to hear stories from uh, from the folks that worked there. Mm-hmm. And we did a lot of talking to yeah. to the folks that that worked there. And, well, and, and I, mean, we, I would say we did a lot of asking. Like yeah. we didn't do the talking. Well, like, well, we we yeah. asked a lot, and and we tried to get a lot of them on tape, and nobody would go on tape. No one, and, zero. And, and um, and the only person that we that we talked to, and unfortunately didn't get on tape because he wouldn't go on tape. You heard a little bit of it where we recounted it earlier in the episode was the very last person that we talked to, uh, the gentleman from Africa. He was willing to talk about not even himself, but his boss. Uh, you know, so but then t- he's like, so what kind of experience have you had? None. None here. Yeah, none. Yeah. The so, problem was everyone that we reached out to, they go, this is not true, nothing, and they walk away. It's all interesting when it's someone else's story. And that is the story of the Congress Hotel to me. It's all interest, including the the most interesting experience we had. The most interesting interview we had was someone else's story, and every, that and that's the story of the Congress of Hotel. everyone that we talked to. Two people of all the people in the whole place would speak to us. One was a bartender retelling other people's story. One was a security guard retelling other people's story. In fact, when we fucking went to register. The guy's like, there's no f- nothing fucking here. There's not none of that's true. I'm like, wow, really? Well, to sell your hotel and uh, and kill some dreams there, buddy. Come on. He's like, no, well, this yeah, is fucking stupid. One of, one of the fun parts of that was when Brent looked at him when we were all kind of chuckling to our to ourselves, and Brent goes, so like, well, I mean, is there a floor we should stay on if if we wanted that? And he goes. Well, yeah, the twelfth floor in the south, the south yeah. of the wing, and we're like, wait, what? Like that was awfully quick. For but it's a guy not who's true. Us none, none of, of it's it. True. So, can we move there? Nope. Sorry, I won't move your room. All right, great. Thanks a lot. Good talking to you, buddy. That was the whole experience we had. Nothing to see here. I don't want to talk to you. And it didn't. It didn't even no. feel like creepy, you know, or anything like that. It just felt like an old, dirty place. The thing I don't understand about the hotel is it doesn't keep up with the other hotels on Michigan Avenue from a uh, 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 from an accommodation standpoint, but it also doesn't embrace. It's past. Yes, isn't that weird? That's what I was. That's why I was trying to get at. That's yeah. not working. Yeah, like sell that stuff. So, right. so if you're if, if you're, be like, so do do something. Down, do something. Do yeah. one or the other. Like if you're going to be old and run down, as opposed to old but fix up. Like, listen, there are hotels right in that within within a 
six block radius that the rooms are really small. The bathrooms are really small. The facilities aren't awesome. Right. But, like we all but, in our day job have had to stay I mean, at those, at those yeah. places and, and, like, they're, and they're, they, and they're beautiful. They they're, made them beautiful. Yes. They made them nice. This one. It's like, wow, you've been around since 1890, whatever it was three mm-hmm. or whatever it was. This could be a really, really cool or to Brent's point, or you could embrace the fact that like, Ooh, yep. lots of stuff is going on here and they're doing Instead, neither nothing. and it's it's weird How, how's the hotel shitty oh great thanks for the update like what i got john i think you 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 put it well when we walked in the room i can't remember exactly like i don't want to put words in your mouth but it's like it's all white and like you it remember, was just bad we were like, walking were down like, a spiral staircase and uh it's creaking and moving and there's there's unpainted sheetrock oh. the right there that you can see on the wall and this is in an area where people are walking through and i felt unsafe walking these stairs i was like holy shit man this is crazy and this this was the gym of the city at at one point that mm-hmm. that the White House donated a chair yes, to. Yes, there was that president chair yeah. in there. Like, so, yeah. Nation, what we're getting at is we had extremely high hopes, and unfortunately, they weren't met. And uh, not only were they not met by any experiences, they were very let down by the staff there and the accommodations. But have any of you ever stayed there? Have any of you stayed at the Congress mm. Hotel? Have any of you here. know anyone that has a story? Because that's all we got was conjecture and stories yep. from other people. And read, read that's lots true. of stories of people claiming firsthand stuff. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'll, I'll say it again. I don't know. Maybe I'm beating a dead horse. But like, I truly. Is the is the horse speaking to you? That's unfortunately no. And deep down inside, that's what I wanted. Like there was a little. Guys, there was a little bit of me that was kind of that scared maybe as being a little bit over overboard with it, but a little bit scared that it was like, hey, we're being all cocky coming in and saying like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we if we actually experience a spirit? And like, I was like, let's let's try to do this. And nothing, nothing. Yeah, because so, we went hardcore at it. We really did. So, John, how can the nation let us know their thoughts on the Congress Hotel? Hop on Hysteria Nation. Get on Facebook. Search Hysteria Nation. If you haven't done this yet and you listen to this show, you really are missing out. We really All, appreciate it. And we have a lot of really good conversations on that. We really do. All you need to do is 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 hop on Facebook, get on that little search bar, type in Hysteria Nation, and, and hit join. That's all you need to do. Now, now we also appreciate it if you search for Hysteria 51 and, and you know, follow us there because that's where we post all the shows so you can make sure you, you don't miss an episode. So, so so please do both. And also, don't forget, you can hop on Twitter at Hysteria 51 Pod. And while you're hopping on things, let's hop on Patreon, patreon.com slash Hysteria 51, where you can become a supporter of the show. We'll send you hand-drawn pictures stickers you can come on as a guest all sorts of good things and it really really helps us and also let us know what you think with your own voice john how do they do that they can dial the show they can literally be on the show 773-669-7277 that is 773-669-7277 you can hear your voice on Hysteria 51. And uh, FYI, we, it's a request of the show that you use a rotary phone. We just want to hear voices because we heard them at the Congress Hotel. So we're, we're, we're itching to hear some disembodied voices. So we'll take it through a voicemail. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been Joe. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. What you just heard was a podcast in the Poop Culture Extended Universe. For more great podcasts, make your way to www.poopculture.com.
been listening to a fourth hand joint. <laughs>